of Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com and leaving a comment, of course, and subscribing on the iTunes as well, never missing one single show. I might have said that out of order, but it, it doesn't matter. It's it's late in the day. Uh, someone, if you're a long-time listener of the show, you've heard this gentleman pop up on quite a few episodes. Some well-received episodes, I may add. Whoa. One of my best friends in the world, Logan. Say hello. Whoa. Hey, what's going on, Joey? Not much. Just uh, hanging out with you, talking about music. Sweet. We just hung out with Randy, recording the Synaptic. That way I could get the plug in, you know. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it was, it was a fun show. I had reformatted the Synaptic. More songs, more music. More variety. Totally extreme. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Totally extreme. So, we're moving on here, and we're kind of going ahead in time here. I'm actually recording this show before I'm recording this week's episode, which is Elvis's birthday. And They after, don't know that. Yeah, but I'm just kind of just right. giving a time. You're being here. kind. Yeah, but uh, I hope you enjoyed that show, because that's, you know, based in the exact... You know, first wave realm of rock and rolla. Whether I'm playing an Elvis cover or an Elvis original, that is rock and roll in its purest form in its earliest, you know, earliest incarnation. Post blues, post jazz era. Now, this week we're going to do something completely different. I've been wanting to do this show for a long time now. <laughs> and I'm a child of the 80s. Logan is a. Would you say teenager uh, of the eighties? No, least? I wouldn't say teenager Early exactly, teens. but let uh, let's say I was um, <laughs> coherent. Logan's my older brother with the good albums. I always like to call coherent. Him. I was I was coherent yeah. throughout the eighties. Yeah. So we were eighties fans, and even though there was a lot of great music in the eighties, the imaging of the eighties is definitely kind of one thing. It's the video era. It's new wave. And it's know, it's there's, there's scattered. The, it's yeah. really scattered. And, and there's, there's there's the metal side of it too. Yeah. There's also the hippie comebacks and all that other shit. There's but there's a lot of things that were going on. It wasn't just one thing. But the one thing, like I said, that was new yeah. was the post punk new wave of things. Right. And you know, they a lot of them became huge stars because of MTV. We all know the story. What I wanted to do on my new wave show once I finally got around to doing one was doing what I try to do on the show is try to find stuff maybe you weren't as familiar with or you haven't heard it since you heard the premiere and it went away and it didn't it didn't you know set the world on fire right so that's what I'm I have doing. a couple of these I think on the list yeah yeah where yeah. I, I I saw the video yeah like in 1986 or 87 or something like that yeah and then it I didn't hear it again until it popped up on some sort of compilation somewhere in like 1992 or exactly. 93 or something like that yeah that's how unfun some of the 90s was right. is that the 80s nostalgia kicked in halfway through the decade that's when you know but uh, and yeah. that, that happened and <laughs> yeah. I got back into the 80s again because of that whole thing that, you that, know I started buying those comps and singles I never had before the, was, the 80s the 80s had a lot of stuff I mean, you know you're talking about cassettes and LPs yeah. and a lot of these bands they yeah. just cycled through and so the, the labels yeah, the just, majors and yeah they like, they 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 wrote them off for the independent labels. Whoever they yeah. stopped printing them, yeah. and and so being able to get some of these things back in a format that you could listen to, right? 
that was that was awesome. Yeah, that so, was awesome. So basically, if you're doing the Reader's Digest version of rock history, once Kurt Cobain died, oh. uh, the '80s nostalgia kicks in. It, it died. <laughs> that, yeah. that that's my joke there. So ah, okay. I, I bought some of those, and I was able to find some stuff I had never heard before. So that's what I'm gonna. A lot of the stuff on the show here tonight is stuff that I discovered when it was already old. But a few things that I did catch the video for, yeah. like you said, when it premiered, I was yeah. like, oh, that was cool. And then, you know, due to non-play, I just forgot about it. Right. But there are some good, there's some nuggets in here, man. There should be an 80s Nuggets box set by Rhino at this point, I think. Because yeah. Left of the Dial was cool, but it was more hipster college rock stuff. You know, like, oh, I, yeah. want, and, I want and 80s. It was very relevant, though. Yeah, you know, is, very relevant for, sure. for the, the, the what was the precursor to yeah. what now people... Well, I'm not even sure. Do they still call it alternative? Uh, I don't it's know. It's so splintered and yeah. genred off that it's all indie rock. Even if it, it's on yeah, a it's major. indie. It's indie rock. Even if it's on so, a major, sir. Yeah, it's exactly, indie rock. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the Imagine Dragons and Fun were indie rock now, which is anything but fun. Yeah. All right, so I, I was. Let's figure out a way. Tell you what, we're gonna go really deep on the show here, so I said let's start off with a handshake. Yep. Let's start off with someone that everybody can get behind because I want you to stay tuned to the show and give it a chance. And I may be the metal guy usually, but a lot of these I really liked. Yeah. And and they were part of part of my scene, part of my culture of yeah. growing up through the eighties. Yeah, you know. I, I probably said this on the show already before, but some yeah. of the older kids at school that I latched on to that had some of the other good albums as well. Yeah. They, you know, they would they were already listening to Slayer and stuff like right. that, but they also had Cure records. Right. That was very important to me. And that was so so weird. I mean, f- for you growing up, that was that was a little bit more. It was a little bit more kind of accepting yeah. it, back in back in the eighties. Yeah, there was probably you, you, a harsh you, line drawn. There was there was there new. were there were the lines in the sand. Okay. And if if you if you listened to Ozzy, you could not listen to Duran Duran. Gotcha. If you listen to George Strait, then you couldn't listen to REM. So gotcha. at least that was small town Texas too. Gotcha. So yeah. you, you grew up in a Footloose high school. Footloose man, saying? yeah, we learned to <laughs> dance and glitter four or something like that. And Chris so. Penn. All right, rest in peace, Chris. Thanks, Penn. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's start off the show Go here, like it. I said, with a massive handshake, an icon, and since I didn't do him on the birthday show this year because we're alternating every year, Mr. David Bowie. Celebrating his birthday on January 8th, which should be a national holiday because he shares it with Elvis. Yes. Uh, but a, a Bowie single in the 80s that tanked, and I think for uh, no good reason, I think this should be on any best of he puts out. I think it, it, it's weird. It's I'm sure there was a single edit, because this is kind of a long song. Yeah, so it's like it was. like a seven or eight minute kickoff yeah. to the Tonight Record, and I'm one of those weird people. I really like the Tonight Record. I don't really care what anybody says regardless i like this record all right well i mean it was post let's dance wasn't it yes, so right i mean afterwards. for for him you know it he doesn't like the, this the, era i realize this you know but didn't. also the the let's dance record was such a huge uh, such a huge obstacle yeah. for him to to jump over because yeah. it was such a commercial hit yeah you and know like said, he, he He's he, not a he's not a big fan of Let's Dance. Yeah. In retrospect, because I mean I don't know maybe his opinion has changed in the last fifteen years since I heard this quote or something. But he basically said at this point he wasn't writing music for himself anymore. No. He was writing music to make money and yeah. keep his job. And so. you know that that's exactly what that was about. I mean you know he'd spent 
a lot of the 70s. The 70s were a little bit easier, I think, for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but coming off of his Berlin triptych, you know, the low heroes, yeah. Lodger, yeah. and then scary monsters, and yeah. then you you have to, you have to give you have to give the label a little yeah. scratch on the back. Yeah, so they, they, they poke at you a little bit. Go, hey, yeah, can, hey, can you, can uh, you swing a little we, bit. We, we, we need something here. <laughs> yeah. And so let's yeah. dance happened, and, they, and then they were like, oh, well, that's great. Yeah. Thanks. And of course, Blue Jean was a huge song off of tonight. It's it's still one of his bigger hits. But Tremendous. It, it's the only real hit on but the But that was the only thing that that was the 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 one thing that floated that record to to even the sales that it got to. Yeah. So So if it went platinum it was definitely because of Blue Yeah. But yeah. uh I, I still contend that Loving the Alien is a very strong single, so that's why I wanna kick off the uh Lost New Wave show here tonight with it. How, how about that? Very well received. It uh it, it it gets my gets my vote. It's a good song. All right, here you go, guys. Loving the Alien by Mr. David Bowie.
All right, there you go, kicking off the show very properly. That was the great Bowie with Loving the Alien from 1985 and the Tonight record. Uh, some more fun facts about that record. Uh, it has a, a kind of a much maligned cover of the Beach Boys' Golly Nose on there, which I actually do like, but, I mean, you can't beat the original. Yeah. Uh, there are uh, some wacky celebrity cameos, one obvious and one non-obvious. Iggy Pop has four co-writes on there, and I'm not sure if these were all from that era, but there definitely is some stuff from the Berlin era, because tonight, the, right. the, the title track was the song that they recorded back during uh, the Lust for Life record. And or, well, so the, both the Idiot and the Lust for Life records obviously recorded around the same time with yeah. Bowie in the band and producing. Uh, but Iggy shows up and does a backup vocal on the album, but it's not for tonight. It's for Dancing with the Big Boys, which he co-wrote that as well. So I'm not sure how much of that stuff is from Berlin, but what I do know is that Iggy does credit this era of Bowie like saving his life because he was yeah. broke and he couldn't go out on the road to make money at the same time because if he goes out on the road he does drugs and he's like <laughs> he goes let's dance because of China Girl yeah you know because he wrote that with David yeah so between China Girl and this record allowed him to stay home be a family guy get sober and get his freaking life together he goes if, if that hadn't happened he's like i don't know what would happen. then we would have never had brick by brick yeah i, I love brick by brick no, oh yeah no. i'm not i'm not crapping on the record yeah yeah i'm just saying that yeah exactly he would you know have, he was able to he probably would have od'd on the road at some point just yeah. to make you know he or he would have just killed himself because like yeah. i said he was he was out of it so yeah. this this brought him back so on principle you gotta love this era of bowie i think you know, I, hey, I why not i have no problem with this era I even like the Labyrinth stuff, of course. We've established this on Rock Strikes 10. So. Yes, that's uh, very well documented. Never let me down? No, not no, so much. <laughs> can't, can't really get yeah, I, with I'd, that. I'd defend the first 10 machine before that one. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, at, least, at least, once again, on yeah. principle, 10 machine gave him his brain back. Yeah. You know? Like it, he it, got out of the, the Pepsi commercials and all that. I, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all I got to say. But Reeves <laughs> definitely gets massive credit for saving I was gonna his, say Re his creative soul. The, the, the Gabriels brothers yeah. interjected uh, 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 or revitalized yeah. some some sort of uh, kind of... Spark. Uh, yeah, uh, spark, angst. I, 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 yeah. I, I resist to call it angst, but... Well, because um, they were old schoolmates. And yeah. Those are the only guys that could go up to David at that point and say, dude, what are you doing? Right. That, that That's really what that was all about. So good for them. Um, let's move on here. A band that actually had a hit covering Bowie at one point. Oh. The Polecats. Polecats. Now, I know what you're saying. There was already a band in the 80s called the Stray Cats, and basically it's the same kind of band. It's a punk-ish, rockabilly-ish hybrid. Wait, what was the, what was the co uh, quote there that it was... Well, I, I always say too, they're, they're too punk for rockabilly and too rockabilly for punk. Okay, okay. And a lot of bands... I, I, I thought that was fun. Yeah, I, I like or it. Or funny. Yeah. and uh, North London. North London band. And they just, you know, this is one of the only songs that, that caught any kind of remote fire in the States, but it, at the same time, it didn't really do all that well. Yeah, catch. And I, I caught it on one we of We already those. had the Stray Cats by then, probably. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing, is that they came up about the same time. One band at a time. Yeah, and I actually saw the <laughs> video for this recently on YouTube. I looked it up, the song we're about to play here, and they look very British, very sickly looking, you know, like not going to transfer very well. They weren't pretty <laughs> right. like Duran Duran. You know, that's the... right. Uh, that's the bar. Were they pale set. and skinny? Yeah, they they look like they missed quite a few meals. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things, man. And uh, 
but yeah, we love England, and England loves us. It's it's very uh, it's all reciprocated back and forth because they love our American. If you're pale soul. and skinny, not in the Smiths, then <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> oh man! Oh, this is I, I saw this today. Um, I saw this shirt online, uh-huh. and it's it says the Smiths on it, and it's it's the logo right the Smiths right, and below it is a picture of. Will Smith, Jada Pinkett, Willow <laughs> Smith. <laughs> and wow. it says this, like, I have to buy that shirt now because that would really piss my coworkers <laughs> off. That 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 might that might stir the uh, beehive a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway, move, let's get back to the music. Uh, but this is one of those great lost songs that I really love. I think it's extremely catchy. The bridges are great. The whole song is just awesome, I think. It's very 80s, of course. It's got that... Like I said, the rockabilly hybrid right. gives you that Gretsch guitar sound with that nice echo, just good tone, you know. So the Gretsch. Oh, the Gretsch is greatness. Great. So here you go, the Polecats, make a circuit with me. Make a circuit with me from 1983. Like I said, a, a lost gem in the 80s realm, in my opinion. Go ahead, Logan. 
bittersweet, isn't it? Bittersweet. It's the last one of the night. Last one. Um, <laughs> let's move on here. <laughs> Next song we're going to do is a song that actually charted twice in, in relatively uh, small span of time between each other. Two and, years. Yeah, two years. And it's one of the only big chart hits that I know of that wasn't conceived as a song. It was originally just a love letter between two people. And it became a song because of that. And I'm talking about a song called Our Lips Are Sealed. Now, obviously, you know the Go-Go's had the original hit with it. Uh, But what you may not know is that, yes, the song was co-written by Jane Weedland, but the other co-writer was Terry Hall, who was in the specials. And that's when the specials and the Go-Go's were touring together uh, really early on in both of their careers, and Terry and Jane had an affair together. Now, not that either of them were married, but Terry did have a girlfriend, so they were keeping everything on the hush-hush. Plus, also, you know, kind of sleeping with a co-worker in a way. It's kind of frowned upon. <laughs> Even in rock and roll, that's still kind of taboo. So maybe they just wanted to keep it quiet for a few different reasons. Going out so, with chill and accounting. Yeah. So also, Our Lips Are Sealed is actually a love letter. I'm not sure who wrote it to who, but... The lyrics are very telling, and when you know this now, you can really hear that love letter aspect about it, you know, so I thought it was kind of cool. And of course, after the specials at least break off, and some of them turn to a band called Fun Boy 3. Fun Boy 3. And Terry Hall's in that band, and they went ahead since, hey, you know, I wrote it too, damn it. So they decide, hey, Our Lips Are Sealed was a big hit. Let's do our own version of it. So I I, I do like this version as well, Logan. Yeah. You, you picked this for the show. So. Yeah, this is a great version. I, mean, I, I Don't get me wrong. I love the Go-Go's version of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I like this one primarily because I like the kind of secrecy that the the song has. It, it, it feels like a, it's a little bit more low-key. It is, yeah. And... It it really has more of that love letter kind of feel to it. The the, the Go Go's version is just a great solid song to begin with. Yeah. But I think that this, the 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 tone of it, just yeah. really uh, brings in that that the way that Terry Hall's vocal is a little bit more subdued and you know kind of more like putting putting your hand you know his hand around your ear yeah it has that echo in it too and yeah. and 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 just it, it's it, it's it's a lot more like that yeah. um but yeah I, I, this is a great song to begin with i think their version is just a tad bit better just because of the way that it's produced within a sense so gotcha all right man cool it's a great song. Yeah, let's. I hope everybody else likes it too. Yeah. If you hadn't heard it before, why delay it any further? Yeah, I know. So here you go from 1983 from the album Waiting. This is Fun Boy Three with Our Lips Are Sealed. Can you see that? 
Alright, there you go. That was Fun Boy 3 with Our Lips Are Sealed. Not a cover, technically, because it can't really be when you... Whenever also... you wrote the song. Yeah, yeah. So. Or co-wrote. Yes. So that was the second released version of Our Lips Are Sealed. Two years after two years. the Go-Go's version. Which, yeah, like I said, we love the Go-Go's as well. Nice job, Terry. Yeah, of course. So And go check out all the special stuff, too. I freaking love that. Especially that first run is just so amazing. But, uh... Moving on here, uh, sticking with the Brits. Actually, there were some Americans in this band as well. There were. Uh, it was kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to say super group, but you know what I mean. It was uh, yeah. guys that have already done stuff in other bands that were very relevant and got together and formed this amazing new band. Yep. They didn't last too long, but while they were around, they were. Uh, it was hard to beat them, in my opinion. I found out about this band actually pretty early in the game for my age. Yeah. I, I remember hearing them when I was like seven or eight. Wow. And it was obviously, it might have been too much for me. I mean, I never <laughs> got the records, but like, you know, I remember hearing it from, I think, like a cousin of mine. Yeah. But uh, I was like, yeah, this band was always I really can't cool. imagine being seven or eight and hearing about Lords of the Lords of the New Church. Yeah. But uh, I, I remember them, and I, you know, I have all the records now. I love them. Stiv Bader's, Brian James, of course, Stiv of the Dead Boys and his great solo career which you should definitely check out Brian James of the Great Damned I mean that's just uh, you know what else to say and and also of course Dave from Sham 69 uh, but just, just a freaking great band you should have Lords of the New Church in your life if you're any kind of rock and roll fan this is one of the best bands you might have never heard of and it was a cool band yeah very cool and for those long-time loyal friends of the show, the, one of the last times Logan was on here, oh. we did song title remains the same. We actually did play Lords of the New Church. We played a song of theirs called Girls, Girls, Girls <laughs> because of it, you know, having another song called that that was more popular than it. I don't know who else that was. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to play this song. which Elvis actually, Costello? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the best of. Yes. Good pull there. Yeah. I like it. You went, you went deep. You went deep. <laughs> Uh, but the Lords of the New Church song we're going to play actually could fit on another one of those song title remains the same shows. But I'm going to play it on this one because because um, you because you really wanted to play the song. That's why. Yeah, and it's it's very it 80s. fits it fits very it, well. It's like the fact that this wasn't a hit. You're going to be like, wow. I mean, this wasn't even like a cult hit. You know? No. No. But you should check it out. And you know, there's really not much else to say. So check this out. This is Lords of the New Church. Uh, actually, the first song off of their album is nothing sacred this is dance with me and no this is not an orleans cover <laughs>
church with dance with me and uh how about this their highest charting u.s single Ooh. peaking at 85 <laughs> in 1983 out of 100 and everything else they had two other singles that actually charted in the hot 100 in the u.s and they were uh from the same album live for today at 91 and on method to our madness murder style at 97 which the fact that those even made the Hot 100 is pretty crazy in my yeah, opinion. just just getting that far is pretty yeah nobody pretty cares. good for them so yeah and uh, check out their version of Like a Virgin uh, Logan was talking about that yeah it's pretty good <laughs> on, on Killer Lords it's 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 just a sexually disturbing song <laughs> yes but it's still fun <laughs> all right so moving on the next song here this is one of my picks. It's it's obviously one of my picks, but I, I don't know what kind of memory you have of this song from its initial play. But I remember it. I remember the video. I remember a lot of it was it was the look that every video had, where the the drapes were flowing in the wind, and you were like in an all white room, and and the you know, of course the hair was to the. I was going to say that it was it was the look of the wondrous Holly Knight. Yes, because she had the. Fantastic, big hair, eighties, which, which sounds cliche, but yeah. it was, and but it was, it wasn't big and blonde. It was big and brunette. Yeah, yeah, or or, or redhead, red, like red brunette, M- more of a redhead. Yeah, it's more exotic, which makes way. it even hotter. And for those of you who don't know Holly Knight, and even you Kiss fans should know who that is. Holly Knight is is a very very successful song doctor, like. She's not quite Diane Warren or Desmond no. Child, but she's right under there. She's like tier two. Yeah, but she's big from time. Diane Warren's tier one yeah. status. The but songs, she was right there. The songs that she has written, she definitely doesn't really have to work all that much ever again. There's yeah, she did. Stuff. She did a lot of really cool stuff. I, I was looking at some of it, and it, it, I, I I got tired head from looking at it. Name some wacky uh, songs that she's contributed to. Well, Holly Knight ended up working and or not working, but writing. Songs like "Better Be Good to Me" with uh, by I, Tina Turner. I like that song. Uh, yeah. Pat Benatar's "Love Is a Battlefield." Another good one, of course. Uh, she wrote songs with uh, Aerosmith, Bonnie Tyler, Rod Stewart. She wrote the hit "Invincible." This is oh, Invincible's a yeah, as a powerhouse. This is, I mean, I, I'm looking at now. I'm getting like tired head looking at, <laughs> at at what all the other stuff what's the real oddball because like desmond child he wrote all that stuff for like bon jovi and aerosmith but then he also wrote live in la vida loca well so it is says, there a weird pop song in her canon okay songs that she's written that been had uh that have been in movie soundtracks okay delma and louise vision quest legend of billy jean mad max beyond thunderdome Stuart little two one two <laughs> 13 going on 30. 
what the bleep do we know? And Nip Tuck. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. for the kiss stuff here because I know that... I know that... I know she wrote Raise Your Glasses off of Psycho Circus, which should have been a big hit. Actually, well... it's a very catchy song. You know what? It didn't show up on here, so... Yeah. But anyway, yeah, she wrote but some kiss songs. I think something off of Animalize or a song. Probably so. Like you said, she was... She's a she was a step below Diane Warren, who was like the queen. Yeah, she's the queen of the money queen now. of it. Yeah, for sure. But, but you know, but she let, was doing it before Diane was huge. So let's not her. sneeze at Holly. Not at all. And she was her one band really. It was this band called Device, and in 1986 they put out this song that I I remember very well. But it's one of those due to the non overplay. I kind of forgot yeah. about, but as yeah. soon as I heard it again, it's like I, it, I it, never it forgot. comes right back to you. Right back, and this is one of those songs. So now, I really like this song. Despite but real the... quick, the other guy in the band. Oh, hit me. Yeah. Who uh, and, and and I was trying to I'm, I'm trying to sidewind this. That's right. I'm not going to take too long, but oh. he uh, his name is Paul Engman. E N G E M A N N. He ended up joining Animotion. <laughs> There you go, and he but took this over was after the animotion. Right, this is right, after right. The, this, this is after obsession. He actually kind of kind of sneaked in and became the vocalist after the original vocalist had recorded okay. the song. Well, you'll definitely hear that. So I guess track. he did the tour. <laughs> yeah, he's like the Michael DeBar of, uh, right. of device. Or yeah, the Michael DeBar device. Hey, what's yeah, up? Yeah, hey, guys. <laughs> but you'll definitely hear the Animotion-esque vocals in this. But I think this song is pretty rocking, even despite all the synthy keyboards and synth drums. It's very 80s. But Let's not say that it's rocking. It's a fun song. I think it's, it'll it's, it. it's painfully 1986. <laughs> painfully. All right, will you be the judge? Let me know. Here is Device with Hanging on a Heart Attack. Mm.
nice. I like your drums for that. We were trying to perfect the bridge drum fill there, which I, I, I love. I, still, I actually just learned it from you. I still do that in the car to this day. But there you go. That was Device with Hanging on a Heart Attack. Probably the biggest charting single that we're playing tonight. 35. 35. We'll see what happens. Second single, 79. We'll see if anybody can beat it. So. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yes, and thank you for not unsubscribing to this show. I hope this isn't a painful <laughs> show for you. I, you know, we actually really like these songs, but this is, we can't even say, uh, I think it's Danko that said it best, it's not a guilty pleasure because you will actually own up to it and admit that you listen to it. So I don't know what to call this, but Man. it's just songs that we like. I like Danko. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> but uh, the next song here, oh man, this is going to be... I asked you what that was. What? What, what what's the next song? Yeah, the the next this is going to be the tender jam of the show. Tender jam. Now this is That's not going to type in here. Yeah, the the okay, this is that thing that happened quite a bit in the 80s to where I kind of wind up being the champion of the unpopular follow-up single. And I know you you kind of did that as well yourself quite a bit. This is probably one of the all-time heavyweight champions of sophomore slump singles. Oh, okay. Because the first Like single, second album, second single stuff? No, this is like... Or are you talking about just album. second album? I'm talking same record, like follow-up single, okay. Tank. Okay. And yeah, a little bit of, little bit of radio play, but... Because I did have that, that that part where I liked the second album more than the first album, yeah, which is... Yeah. I mean, that's I did, weird, right? I, yeah, well, I did a whole show on that. That was like the second show I ever did. I know. Yeah. I'd like to hear yours sometime. <laughs> no. But, uh, this one just go back and listen to his second one. We're pretty close, I bet. So the radio would play the main song from this band, and then when the second one came out, they're like, "Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's go play that other one again for years." And I'm talking about Cutting Crew. Ah. Uh, now this was a big record when you were coming up. With it was them, huge, so. and you know what? I loved this record. I look. I know I have a reputation. <laughs> I know I have a reputation with a lot of people that that might tune into your show, but but I I, I was I was a fan of regular, just good old fashioned pop music. Yeah. Unfortunately, that era was in the '80s, and so good old fashioned pop music was a lot of Starship. Oh man. The Bangles. Oh, Starship is terrible. Um, I, and I actually I went to these shows. Yeah. Now, you know, they played at Six Flags, and it was like five extra bucks with your ticket to get in <laughs> to Six Flags. Yeah. But I saw, like, Mike and the Mechanics, yeah. and that was cool because I saw a dude from Genesis and a guy that's now no longer with us, the uh, the other Paul Young. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. He's I no longer. forgetting that he's yeah. not with us anymore. Yeah. That's not so not the every time you go away Paul Young, but the other oh. Paul Young. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought there you were was talking two. about. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the, like I said, the saying. other Paul Young. Okay. <laughs> um, so a lot, of, you know. But I, I, I remember seeing the Cutting Crew open for. Um, gosh, was that Starship? That might have been Starship. Whoa. But anyway, I, I, I went because I really liked Cutting Crew's record at the time. Broadcast. broadcast. It was a huge, it was a huge hit. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. I just died in your arms tonight. Yeah, was that was the, the huge hit, and yeah. still to this day, like right, 80s right. comps, you Grand Theft Auto, it's there. Right, you tune into your local, I guess Jack station because sure. I'm sure Everybody's that's, got a, one that's a syndicated point. thing now at this yeah. point. Yeah, and you'll hear um, that song. Every you're going to hear that song sometime today. Mm-hmm. And the bass player, at 
uh, actually, you know what? It was Cutting Crew of the Bengals. Because oh, nice. the Bengals were not very good. We left after like three or four songs. Yeah. The There was a roller coaster probably about 20 yards away from the shock amphitheater. Wave. The shockwave here. Yeah. Not the shockwave, but the shockwave. Anyway, the bass player was in front of us. Oh. At the uh, the the line. So Colin uh, Farley. Colin Farley, yeah, and somewhere I still have a uh, my ticket stub that's oh. autographed yeah. by him. Nice. But he decided that he didn't want to ride the shockwave and walked right through. <laughs> Damn it. So, but anyway, that was yeah, that was that was that show. All right. Um, <laughs> this was a. This was that type of era. Yeah. So. So you probably heard I just died you know what? tonight about. Screw you. I still like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and yeah. the Van Halens. Wasp. Wasp. <laughs> Last Command. Yeah. Logan's heavier than me, for sure. But uh, the fact that he will still own up to Cutting Crew does, Metal not Church. Di- does not diminish this in any way in my eyes. And it shouldn't in yours. But we do like this song. The follow-up single from Got Broadcast. Got no problem with the song. That did nothing. but Zero. But uh, just just take a moment, take five, close your eyes, and just breathe, <laughs> and uh, you're gonna feel good. Don't close your eyes. This is uh, well, if, especially if you're driving. Because that's a little. But uh, here you go. This is weird. Cutting Crew with a very nice tender jam. This is. I've it been is in, tender. Yeah. I've been in love before.
Alright, there you go. From Broadcast. I couldn't even find a chart position for that song, but there you go. That was I've Been In Love Before by Cutting Crew. Hold on, I'll, I'll find it. <sighs> Keep talking. Okay. We'll get it on the next one. No, we won't. Next song here. Boy, you think we're going over the top <laughs> with some of these. Just wait. This one coming up here. I, I don't know how to defend this. I just love the song. This album is pretty cool. It's definitely a perennial 80s essential, I think. And I'm talking about the Man of Colors album by You're, Ice House. <laughs> See, and you just bringing this one on me back-to-back to back like that. Yeah, Power Mullet, uh, you know, Pop of Australia. Good day, mate. Yeah. You remember the vi Crazy video? Oh, yeah. Crazy has that great acting, you know, kind of thing going on. Oh, Wait man, a second. Why did you display the Anne Murray CD? Because <laughs> I thought it was funny. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> yeah, I am, actually. It's for my mom. It's the very best of Anne Murray for yeah. you. I'm Your mom, apparently. Out. I just tried to remember why the hell that happened. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, man. All right. Do it Do it for Ann Murray. Yeah. Do you remember, like... It's funny. It's been sitting there for, like, 15 I, minutes. I, I realize. You, you know, I don't know. Was it Voices Carry that started the acting off, you know, like, in a big way? Like, you know, dialogue during a video. But I remember Crazy did that, where he's playing the DJ on the night shift. I've like, Been In Love Before was number nine. Bam. All right. Number nine. Really? Number nine. That was definitely the debut week. I'm sure it... Wait, we're doing off. Ice House now. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So Logan <laughs> just found out that uh, I've Been In Love Before was actually number nine. So that's probably the highest charting single. But do you remember that song? No, you don't. So that's why I played it on the show here. Yeah, tonight. that's exactly why Joey yeah. played it for you. Yeah. But back on the Ice House train here. Hey, like Ice said, House. You probably know Crazy, so we're not playing that. We're playing our favorite song off the album, the follow-up single... Which I remember. I don't know if it was my, my favorite. God, do I want to admit this? I remember calling up our top 40 station in Abilene, Texas, Fox 102, and requesting this on multiple Saturday nights. Wait, Electric Blue? Yeah, Electric Blue. I actually called a radio station. You called them for that? To request this song. I was calling them for Crocus, and you're calling them. Never mind. I used to request. Uh, yeah, Crocus I know. Too. I know. I'm just. I'm yeah. just jabbing you. I was like, dude, play our love. Not Crocus. That's jabbing you. I'm jabbing you with my sword. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, guys. Uh, it Crocus was, is a long way from the show. That was 1987. Oh, yeah. I, I remember it very well. And it reached number seven. Oh, wow. So this might be, okay, the currently highest charting song for this week's episode. So, Logan. Hey, Electric Blue, Ice House, Man of Colors.
as Logan said, from Man of Colors. That was Ice House with Electric Blue. Yes, we both like that song quite a bit, actually. Good song. Uh, here's one, and, you know, this is where I get into, you know, the hip-hop guys just aren't trying hard enough. No. Because the fact that no one took the piano lick off of the bridge of this song and made a hit out of it is downright criminal and just lazy. What song is it? We're going to play Vienna by Ultravox. Vienna from Ultravox. How is that not on someone's hip-hop single? Well, uh, it, that's, it, a, that's a damn good hook. We're in it? the post-P Diddy, Puff Daddy, Puffy worlds, and I don't think that they're... Not doing that. Uh, I mean, we could make pretty good livings as hip hop producers. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, we be because the, we could be the next Dust Brothers for we, somebody. Yeah, we could, um, because there's so many different great samples, and I, I, I don't understand why that one never got picked. That's a great, that's a great point because, for as much as, P, Diddy, Daddy, Farty, Party, Puffy, for all the stuff that he lifted. Mm-hmm. And put into a song, yeah, that that would have been perfect. Well, not for him because it, it had to be like a hit if he was going to sample. But I mean, he could have made it a be, hit. It had to be a glorious Stefan number one or or Bowie number one, you know that kind it, of stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, it, trust he's not, me, he's not listening to Ultravox. <laughs> I don't think anybody can listen to Ultravox be, hardly. Like, this is one of those ones that Rick Rubin may find at some point, but it's going to have to be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rick Rick's going to have to go, hey Jay. Yeah, what? Right. <laughs> what? Sorry, little UB yelling yeah. for you there. Yeah. Now that's going to have to be the outro. <laughs> All right, but until then, uh, at Live Aid Band. Live also. Aid. First band on Live Aid. Yeah. Randy said they were terribly boring. I didn't see the performance. I though. loved it. Okay, good. See, Randy is the, the heel of the CNJRadio.com yeah. family. But He's not here, him. so, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he was uh, here, maybe he could defend himself. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I woke up early that morning, found out my grandmother died, and bam! Vienna. Ultravox was on. Okay. Was this the only song? Oh, was that, that a downer? A that bit. was a downer, wasn't it? Well, this it? song's kind of a downer, but I, I think it's so cool sounding that it I doesn't think matter. I the, the first song that they they might have played was like Rock Around the World. I think that was the name of it. That's a good. That's a good. I mean, it, it, yeah, I, it, sure. it, it really. I mean, because the whole, the whole scene that was going on that day. Gotcha. You know. One, two, three o'clock. I, you know. Clock. No, not <laughs> rock around the clock. All right. See, I got you this time. This is yeah, my you second, did. God damn it. All right. Enjoy this. Hey, nothing wrong with Ultravox. Mid-year. Yeah. Hey. Their, this is their biggest hit, I'm sure. So, you know, this mm. is. But if you're, in, if you're into this genre really heavily, yeah. this is like, this is like, um. Jailhouse rock. Or it wasn't Duran Duran, but it was still European yeah, pop, exactly, or British pop. So, so here you go. Good stuff. Here is Vienna. We walked in the cold air. Freezing breath on the window. and soul food A voice reaching out and a piercing cry It stays with you until 
same name logan just found out from 1981 that was ultravox with vienna tell me i'm wrong about that piano lick i dare you it's great all right second to last song here one of the more obscure songs on any show is this song i found this on like one of those either it was like living in oblivion or just can't get enough compilations those those right living in oblivion things. yeah living in what oblivion. was it because living in oblivion featured a lot more obscure songs and that's where i found that polecat song and this and stuff like 88 Lines About 44 Women and the AIO. No, that just can't get enough had some pretty... It did, but it, it went pedestrian, then it had a few grab it did. It did have pedestrian. However, there were like five or six more. Yeah. 
of that series. They would have Artemis or Seal by the Go Go's, and right. they would have like Shiny Shiny. Right, there, right. So yeah, it was, it was it was still interesting. I'm or they uh, what was it? Kiss Me from Stephen Duffy, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, but this band I found on Just Can't Get Enough. They're called Interferon, and it says spell I, that. I'm I N T A F E R O N. And there is like maybe a paragraph on there Wikipedia like about nothing because that's what I looked up. Basically, we had our own Simon and Simon on TV in the '80s, but this was a Simon and Simon from Europe. It starts out with a short-lived, short-lived English new wave duo, and they were on Chrysalis, which uh, that's an '80s label for sure. Yeah, uh, and this is pretty much. Years active, 1983 of, to 1984. Yeah, they released three singles. There's no full-length album listed, so I'm gonna they drop Mike. They literally only put out three singles and called it a day. Uh, but this song, I think this song is super cool, so I'd like you to hear it. Definitely one of the lower charting songs, even in their own <laughs> homeland. It peaked at number ninety-three, but I think it's way better than that. So check it out. This is Interferon with one of three singles they ever put out. This one is called Get Out of London. Get 
Because, you know, that is what it is at the end of the day. It's your show, saying. brother. I want you to enjoy the show. I want everybody to enjoy these shows. And I hope I don't get trashed too much for this episode because I'm, I'm sticking to my guns here. But uh, uh, this last song here, I, my memory of this is, uh, once again, we talked about this with a few of these other songs tonight. I remember seeing the video, and I still remember going, that was a cool video, and I still remembered it years later. And it wasn't until I got VH1 Classic in the early aughts that I saw the video again. I'm like, oh yeah! And I never really forgot the song because it it's one of those songs that I forgot about. But I used to hum it and be like, who is that? Like, where did, I, where did that song come from? And it was this song. So this band, with the one album, as you just pointed out to me, is a band called The Stabilizers. This song is from 1986? Yes, no? 87? Well, it's, it, it says 86. Okay. They're from Pennsylvania. Oh, good day, mate. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> join the Skyway. That's, All right. That's the first time you made me laugh with that. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, <laughs> we had to go all the way to Pennsylvania to pop Logan. All right. But I know nothing about this band. I'm not even going to wiki them. If you Wait, find what's anything, the song? Um, I'm going to play you the one single off of this album. The The album was called... What the fuck was the album called? Well, it says it was called Tyranny. Yeah, that's right. The album was called Tyranny. And this song... And I'm going to go back to the video because I was like, hey, this video is really cool looking. They did this shot where... it. it it's it was kind of a rip on the boys of summer, you know, where you see him yeah. like moving along the side of the, the the street and you see the buildings over him like he's his own car or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. But there was a little twist on it because there was some other good like you know urban imaging that I really liked about it. But sure. Yeah. Come to find out, I YouTubed this a few months ago to kick off the idea of the show, and it was like a promo reel. So it it puts the credits at the front of the video, and the director of the video. David Fincher. No way. And I was like, that's why the video looks so cool, and that's why huh. I always remembered it, because it had one of the great directors of our time oh. throwing down on it. So there you go. I think he is. Muy interesante. Yeah. So uh, I uh, go check out the video, but until then, uh, let me know if this is the first time you heard it, because I bet this is one of those kind of songs. So right here, the world premiere. Right here. <laughs> Not a world premiere. I'm not. I'm no, not a not Satan. But no. uh, I'm sure First Wave has played this to no <laughs> end. But this is the stabilizers. A Rock Strikes Ten world premiere right here. <laughs> yeah, but this is the stabilizers and one simple thing. <laughs> just begun We give back all the things we have but one Only one 
right, there you go. I think that was a really strong closer for the show. That was the Stabilizers. Yeah, Logan has no memory of this song. I finally got him. Yep, <laughs> none. He's he's cashed out. Like, he doesn't even want to do the show anymore. Like, ever. And I didn't know Robert Hazard either. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you were telling me that you found this cool song, by, and I couldn't find it on iTunes. It wasn't cool. I didn't say it was cool. I oh, just, well, you said it was... Oh, yeah, you said it was pain, painfully, painfully 80s. Painfully 80s. That, th- th- <laughs> there's a lot of painfully 80s. This song might might fit that description for you, I think. So, yeah, yeah, that that was. I like the song. The Cutting Crew song is painfully 80s. <laughs> yeah, it is. Ice cool House one. is painfully 80s. Yeah, so... That being said, I hope you enjoyed the show this week. This uh, painfully 80s please, new wave show. Please don't unsubscribe. This was so good. No, you shouldn't unsubscribe anyway like, because there's a lot of other good stuff coming out. I was really enjoying this show on paper, and now I'm completely depressed. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, welcome to the 80s, man. <laughs> yeah. All we right. should probably clear the palate with some uh, priest or... What, you be yelling? Like <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, let's not get into. Th- th- that's a whole different. Yeah. <laughs> that could that that might be a fun that could show. be a fun fun show. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, but not like I have any listeners anyway. So for the the twelve of you that do <laughs> listen, I I hope you were along with us on this journey. Until then, please go to cnjradio.com, uh, where you find this show, of course, and uh, the flagship, the Wrestling House Show, Arr. the the Great Synaptic with Arr. Randy Brown. Arr. <laughs> Bully. And you'll see the links to the Facebook, the Twitter, and my email, joey at cnjradio.com. Uh, so, yeah, keep them coming. And, hey, if you've got a, if you've got a better idea, you've got a, <laughs> you've got a show theme, that's what all of this stuff is for. The messages, I actually read them. So you got a show theme, bring it on, man. So the proof that I, I have no fear here. Get bullied at... Burst school metal death too. Yeah. yeah. Bullied pretty well actually. Oh, do you really? Well, I mean, you know. Who 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 gives you shit? No, on? no, I'm not saying anybody does, but I can bully you back. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you know? please. Oh yeah, Logan, you have plugs. You you even uh, you know you've got a few. You got like three Twitter accounts. Hit it. Uh, let's see. Well, if you want people to personally follow you, your personal one. But you have two business Personal ones. stuff, you gotta, you, you're just going to have to get to know me. Okay. But then you can do B underscore S underscore M underscore D. That's on the Twitter for Burst School Mental Death. But I'm also available on Facebook at Burst School Mental Death. Yes. And if you like to kind of delve into a little bit of the darker side of just casual death then I will be reached at little e big r reaper that's reaper with a big r on twitter I just report death it's physical and metaphysical and I haven't had fun with it in a long time just actually reporting death but yeah. you know reported Phil Everly blast yeah. from the Everly brothers yeah, so if you want but Burskull Metal Death on Twitter has been pretty active and the, yeah. the Facebook Burskull Metal Death yeah. has been has been pretty active too. So I love Burskull Metal Death. You know, I'm thinking that could be a good podcast at some point. It will be, and it uh, will be pretty kick ass. But the other thing I love about E Reaper is if if you you know for the people that like to be the first on their job to report death to their coworkers, <laughs> that's the Twitter account you would want to follow. So. And uh, it, it's it's not flawless, but 
it's 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 pretty close. Well, we, we cleared I, up that Paul Young controversy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, should I e reaper that one? <laughs> That's e reaper underscore yeah. report. Did you report Junior Mervin a few weeks ago? Who? Yeah. <laughs> he died. No, who? The guy that did the original version of Police and Thieves that The Clash made famous. He was a reggae artist. I don't think I saw that one. He died a few weeks ago. I don't think I saw and that one. I'm not going to go back and do that. Bad now. Dog kinda... Vashon? No, I'm just kidding. I'm good wrestling territory. Why are you pulling me now? <laughs> All right. No, Logan, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming over today. And That's for, good fun. Good fun. being on the show here. New Wave, Metal, it's Punk, all great. Blues. Yeah. Let's do it all. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, so. Thanks, Joey. All right, man. Everybody else, have fun. something else about one of the other guys. Really? Is he a petter ass? No. Okay. Saxophones? You've got to fucking be kidding me!